our guest on the Crosstalk on WIZM to talk a little more about the end of America from Americans for Limited Government, Rick Manning. Uh, hey, good morning. Is is there a time? Is this a time for maybe a little more government? What do you think? Well, I, you know, that's a great question. But one of the few functions that government actually constitutionally has is to is to protect life and property, and it is a. Um, and ironically, many of our big city mayors have chosen to do just the opposite. They have, uh, during the coronavirus, they released people who had been convicted of crimes out of fear that they'd get the coronavirus in the jails. And uh, and then coming downstream, now we have uh, riots, we have protests, and we have riots. And I'm going to distinguish the two. There are people who are legitimately protesting. Those people... Um, should be following curfew orders. And so if you want to legitimately protest before 7, 7 p.m. in D.C., for instance, go to town. But after 7 p.m. at D.C., um, there's a curfew order, and you should be complying with that, with that law. Anybody who's on the street after that time can be presumed, certainly in a, in a rally circumstance in a, uh, which turns violent, can be presumed to be a part of the violence. That's that's you know, that's basic law enforcement. Sure. So yeah, they have a they have a right to do that, um, and they, they, it's a balancing act. And the balancing act is um, protest protest all you want, but after after dark, after the curfew, get off the streets. And those that are left are presumed to be rioters. The part that well, they're violation of the law. At the very least, they're in violation of the law. Okay, let's just let's just once again make another distinction. There, anybody who's left on the streets in those mass situations, if they don't have to go to the hospital or something that's just kind of a normal activity that you have to do, and tie, and the clock doesn't dictate it. But anybody who's on the streets protesting, milling about, is a is in violation of the law at that point. And so, arresting those people. Is a is essentially if you have a curfew and you don't arrest people who violate it, if you don't at least ticket them, you will effectively don't have a curfew. So you have to enforce the curfew once you once you establish a curfew. So and then there's a there's a third layer of people now. The people are milling around. The people who go home, protest and go home. People are milling around who may be protesters but aren't violent, um, who get arrested, who may get arrested because they shouldn't be out in the streets because it's dangerous. And then the third group of people are the instigators and the violent mob that are seeking to um, they're engaged in insurrection. Those are the three levels of people. The insurrection people are the people who the uh, who, quite honestly, 24-7, not just after 7 p.m., the uh, law enforcement should be seeking to root out and should be arresting, um, at, whether it's 5 a.m., noon, or 6 p.m. or midnight. They, those people who are engaged in violent and effort to violently overthrow the government should, in fact, be arrested and, um, and dealt with to the full extent of the law. Right. Well, and and a lot of people are trying to make the point. They, I guess, they assume I don't fully understand that President Trump is not putting military on the ground to stop protesters. It's to stop the arsonists and the violent thugs and the looters. And I understand that. Uh, I've I've tried to say that clearly and in English, 
and you just said that. My issue is if you have a large group of protesters and it's 7.15 and they're going to sit there with the attitude of, what are they going to do, arrest us all? And uh, the buses pull up, uh, the, the police buses pull up to put all those the protesters oh, in a bus and take them away. There's, that's going to escalate. Well, distinguishing the buses from the buses that are bringing the instigators in for the police buses, that's true. Um, the, you know, here, this is really a challenge, Mike, and, and I, I think anybody who doesn't struggle with this is, is, not think, is not putting enough brain power into it. I don't like a picture of military on the streets in Washington, D.C. Well, there's pictures this morning of this. Um, military blo- in the streets in Washington, D.C. The last time we had that was in, in the aftermath of 9-11. On 9-11, military were every corner, and when you walked around D.C., you literally had uh, people with uh, fully automatic firearms standing there in full battle gear um, on the street corners. And it was bracing. And it's, and it's bracing today because that's not how we see ourselves. Let me explain to you what's actually happened in Washington, D.C., though, because I think that's perspective. In Washington, D.C., for two, for two nights, the Secret Service told, decided that they could not guarantee the security of the perimeter of the White House as violent thugs were attacking, attacking the White House attempting to breach the, the uh, exterior, attempting to get at the President of the United States. This is not a protest. This is a revolution that some of these people are engaged in, and they were attempting to effectively take down, violently take down the President of the United States. That is the reality on the ground in Washington, D.C. Two times he had to be taken to the bunker because they did, could not guarantee that they could keep them out of the White House grounds. Anybody who's been to Washington, D.C. knows the White House grounds are not very large. And it's a, and it's a defensible position, but it's not. It, it's a big house. Yeah. And so it's, a, so it's not a situation where when the Secret Service has a job to protect the president. When the president's told, I'm Moulton has to go to the bunker two times, and you're not getting... D.C. is the most militarized state, city in America because we have Capitol Police, we have Secret Service, we have all these different police forces in D.C. When apparently the D.C. cops did not engage, at least on the first night, and it's a and as a result, people who are not supposed to be doing right control were forced. People were basically treasury agents um, had to defend the White House perimeter. Rick, we got to go. I really appreciate you spending time with us. We will absolutely, positively do it again.